0: Hello, and welcome to The Hogan Cast, a weekly podcast where we discuss a variety of subjects. Each week, we talk about a different topic, from literature to travel and everything in between. Our episodes strive to be both conversational and informational, and our occasional interviews are hopefully entertaining. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoy this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hogan cast. I am your host, Scott Hogan, and joining me again is my lovely wife, Huyen. So, Huyen, I was looking at the news today, and I found a story from Japan where this Japanese professor has invented a television that you can actually lick and taste the food that's on the screen, which is kind of cool. He said he wants to do it for people that won't be able to travel so that they have a chance to taste food from around the world. And I was thinking, wouldn't it be really great to be able to do that right now and taste some Thai food because it's been so long since we had Thai food. We have a couple Thai restaurants in in Martinsburg, but it's not real Thai food.
1: Yeah, Nancy, do you miss Thai food? I do miss Thai food, Um but back to your uh, story about the inno- new innovation from Japan, I don't know whether I like that idea, I actually prefer tasting the food myself, but I agree with you that Thai food is one of the most popular cuisines in the world, and I like for its distinct and strong flavors. It is a blend of sweet, bitter, sour, and salty flavors. And to me, Thai food is like a perfect marriage of Eastern and Western culinary. You can taste a bit of Chinese, Portuguese, Dutch, and French. Similar to Vietnamese food, Thai food is quite healthy. A lot of green vegetables and herbs are used in it. One of the uh, distinct features I have found about Thai food is that it uses a lot of chilies. Vietnamese food is also hot and spicy, but not to the level of Thai food. It is it used To be a culture shock to me when I first arrived in Thailand, the Thais have saying, my pet, my arroy, meaning if it isn't spicy, it isn't tasty. So do you know that chilies initially came to Thailand during the late 1600s by Portuguese missionaries and traders who had brought them in from South America. But that's interesting. I always thought chilies were native to Thailand. Remember when we first came to Martinsburg, I tried to find Thai chilies, but I couldn't. So I tried to grow them. First year was not successful, but this year we had so many chilies to use in several Thai dishes that we both like.
0: I really, really love Thai chilies. So it was really nice that you were able to grow them.
1: So Scott, I know that you love his story and you know a lot about his story. Do you know that Thailand was the only Southeast Asian country to escape European colonialism?
0: Yeah, I do, Nancy. Um, It's actually a really cool story how they were able to do that. Thailand is kind of situated between British Burma and what would become French Indochina. And to the south is also the Dutch East Indies. So it had three colonial powers surrounding it. But what they did, they had some initial conflicts with the French. Um, they, the French made them, well, the French kind of wanted them to give territory back to Vietnam, territory that was, will eventually become Laos and Cambodia. But it was just a little bit of territory. And after that, the, the Thai kings of the time, which, uh, was Rama the Fourth and Rama the Fifth during the height of, the European colonization, which is uh, King Mongkut and then King Chulalongkorn, they they were able to kind of use their unique situation to kind of promote themselves as a buffer state between the two empires. So the French and the British and the, the Dutch saw Thailand as being like a buffer state, which would be beneficial to all the powers involved. And plus, Thailand had contacts with the West all the way back to the, the 16th, 17th centuries when it was, Known as uh, Ayutthaya and 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 Sukhothai before that, they they'd always had outside trade with, uh, particularly the Portuguese. So all these Western powers were really familiar with what they called Siam at the time, but we would call Thailand today. So they were willing to let Thai, well, not let, but they they were willing to view Thailand more as a buffer state than as a potential colony and they even signed agreements with thailand promising that thailand would always remain independent and they had no ambitions to colonize the country yeah it's really amazing that they were able to do that
1: yeah thai people are so lucky not like vietnam was colonized by the french for six decades do you know the country's name in the thai language is protect thai which means land of the free.
0: That's true. I do want to say one thing, because a lot of my fellow Americans I know do not know this. Um, I mentioned it briefly when I was answering your question about uh, avoiding colonization, but Thailand was known as Siam. So if you have a Siamese cat, and you have no idea where Siam is and you've always wondered where your Siamese cat originally came from. It's Thailand. Siam is the old name of Thailand. So I just wanted to let my Americans in on that little secret because I bet a lot of them didn't know that.
1: Yeah, right. I also heard a story around the name of Bangkok. Would you mind sharing more about that
0: first of all we need to remember that Ayutthaya was at one time the main capital of Siam or Thailand and then there was a war with the Burmese and Ayutthaya was pretty much destroyed completely and so they moved the kingdom uh, first to Tamburi uh, but then they moved it to this little uh, village which was called Bangkok which meant village of wild plums or something like that village of wild olives or I can't remember exactly but that's what it means Um, and eventually it would be renamed into what the Thai is referred to as a Kroontep Mahanakorn, which means city of angels. But the actual name of Bangkok is the longest name of any city in the world. And I'm not going to try to say it because my Thai is not that good and I would probably really mess it up, but it means something along the lines of the city of angels. And then there's a lot of other things that like it was created by gods, by the order of the gods and and, and things like that. It's a really cool name, very descriptive. One thing about Bangkok is it has really great weather.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. Bangkok is the world's hottest city besides having the longest name in the world um, with a Median air temperature of 28 Celsius, so roughly 82 Fahrenheit. Thailand has three seasons in a year, hot, cool, and wet. However, there is a joke that the three seasons in Thailand actually hot, hotter, and hottest. And uh, the funny thing is, what considered to be cold in Thailand is around... Uh, 60 Fahrenheit, probably around 16
0: Celsius. Yeah, it, I, I do love the weather um, because it's always so nice, but it, it can be really, really hot sometimes, especially when when you haven't been in Thailand before or, or you haven't been there for a while. The heat can really beat down on you, and rain can often come out of nowhere. Is there anything like uh, when you? first went to thailand or or like something that happened in thailand hadn't happened to other countries something that you know maybe surprised you when you when you were there
1: yeah one of the things that um Really was a culture shock to me is that Thai national anthems is played twice a day and before every film at the movie theater. I remember when I first went to see the movie in Thailand, suddenly I heard the music played. At that time, I didn't know that it was the Thai national anthem. And I saw people all stand up and I start getting panicked i thought there was a fire until i realized that people was paying respect to the uh, national um, anthem i also learned to stop uh, stand up and keep silent if i were in a public place during uh, 6 am and sorry 6, uh, 8 am and 6 pm
0: yeah that uh, i can remember many times getting off the bts train or being at the bts station and uh, everyone just stopping. It's, it's kind of a, a really cool thing to see. Like you have like maybe a thousand people at a train station. and Everybody just stops in their tracks while the national anthem plays. Now, Nancy, you studied Thai a little bit. Uh, could you tell me a little bit about the Thai language?
1: Yeah, we live in Bangkok for about six years. So I did take a lot of classes to get myself familiar with the language and uh, to help me get around Bangkok. Better. So the Thai language has 76 letters, 44 consonants, and 33 vowels. Similar to Vietnamese language, Thai language is very tonal language that includes five different tones. So mid, low, falling, high, rising tones. So here it is. Na 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 Nah. Can you hear the disf- difference, Scott?
0: Uh, a little bit because I actually learned about this in Thai culture class as well.
1: Nice. Yeah, I, they all sound the same for those who don't um, use tonal language. The tricky part is getting an inflection wrong can make the different the meaning different. That's why the Thai language can be challenging to understand. So, here is my story of getting an inflection wrong. So, Kloy, falling tone uh, for banana. chloe low tone meaning for the male private part. <laughs> At the time I was studying Thai language, I was so eager to put it in practice. So I approached the cashier and said with the confidence Cloidi ka," meaning how much for this male private part. The cashier just stared at me and tried so hard to hold back his laugh. I guess I was forgiven for being a foreigner who just tried to practice the language.
0: Yeah, that's hilarious. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but when we were living in Konkan, a lot of times I would try to tell the the taxi driver, the tuk-tuk driver to take me to where our village was. I still don't know what I said wrong, but I would say our village was called Siphon. And I thought I said it right every time. No taxi driver or tuk-tuk would ever understand me until I had said it about 20 times. I had to, you know, say Siphon, Siphon, Siphon like any way i could think to say it and eventually they would be like oh siphon okay okay and we would go but like it was usually like a 5 minute conversation before we could get i could get anybody to take me home um but yeah the the language is a little bit tricky do you think you remember any thai language
1: i i think i can have a simple conversation with people for example um asking how are you what you are doing how much it is this? And um, last time I listened to a conversation on the TV, and I think I understand about 60 to 70% of what they were saying.
0: And you know, what's cool about Thais is uh, a lot of times they don't use their real names. They'll use uh, their nicknames, like Chulin, like you go by Nancy instead of Hu So I think, uh, you know, Thai names in general can be quite long. Uh, but their their nicknames are usually kind of short and easier to say. And it's a lot of times they'll go just by the nickname instead of their real name. So I think that's a pretty interesting thing.
1: So Scott, what is your first impression when you land in Thailand?
0: So for me, I was in the Navy and we pulled in. Well, we didn't pull in. We pulled uh, off the shore of Pattaya Beach. So my first time in Thailand was in Pattaya. I think I was like... 19 years old. I didn't know much about Thailand before we actually went there. Pattaya at that time was really like a party city. It was a it was a lot of fun. I went to Pattaya quite a few times with the Navy. There are nicer beaches in Thailand, but Pattaya is just it's hard to explain if you've never been there, but it's it's a really fun city to visit. The nightlife is really great. Obviously, you have thai food and, and 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 street food and um there's a lot of western influence there because originally it was for american soldiers who were fighting the, the, the war in vietnam but the first time i actually went to bangkok was a few years later i i I decided to, to visit Bangkok because I'd never really been before. You know, I can remember landing at that time. It was still Don Mung Airport, taking a taxi. I think I was staying in uh, Sukhumvit, Soy 11, which is a pretty fun area to stay in. And I just remember walking out and, and just seeing all the skyscrapers in Bangkok and, and the sky train. And it's such a such a hectic city, but it's also options to get around the city. Don't you think that Bangkok is a pretty easy city to get around?
1: Yeah, I do agree. Especially uh, public transit. I love um, public transportation in Bangkok. To me, it takes all the box. It's clean, fast, affordable, and especially fewer emissions. As you know that I'm working in to promote clean energy and uh, support uh, greenhouse gas emission reductions. Unlike Vietnam that only started the metro operations last month, Bangkok has a well developed urban transportation system including SkyTrain and Subway. The SkyTrain and Metro to be the most convenient way to travel around the city. Taxis a fairly affordable way as well to get around the city. The locals also use uh, what they call tuk-tuk, or um, is similar to uh, three-wheelers' uh, vehicle. But I don't think um, private vehicles are the best option to travel around a busy, often congested Bangkok. Thailand has gained international notoriety for the world, most traffic jam roads are congested almost twenty four hours. Like uh, you said earlier, Scott, Bangkok is just almost like never sleep. So um, traffic happens all all the time. So the best way to get around Bangkok is to use public transit. For uh, scenic view of the city uh, you can hop on a public riverboat these riverboats stop at some of the city major sites such as the Grand Palace that used to be the royal residency and they used to they still use this for most of the important national ceremonies and uh, inside the Grand Palace palace is also the home of Wat Prakel, which houses the jade Buddha, and Wat Pho is best known for the temple of the reclining Buddha which uh, is about 45 meters long and uh, 50, 15 meters high, uh, probably 148 feet long and 49 feet high. The river boats also stop at Wat Arun, the Temple of Dawn. Do you remember the time that we went on the boat to Wat Arun on our third date? And we stopped at the local coffee shop with cool pop uh, music decoration behind the temple. And uh, I think we should go back there and find that coffee shop when this pandemic is over.
0: So, yeah, I remember that coffee shop. Um, I don't know if you remember that they also had like a lot of Native American posters and stuff around there. And uh, the the owner and his wife were always super nice when we came in there. They always wanted to talk English and they were so excited that you were from Vietnam. What's your experiences with Thai people in general?
1: To me, Thai people are amazing. They are friendly, always smile. That's why Thailand is known as the Land of Smiles. I never forget my first encounter with Thai people. When I first arrived in Thailand, I lived in a small town in the north, its eastern part of Thailand. At that time, I didn't have any type of vehicle, so I walked to the office. And then there was a lady on a motorbike approached me and asked me where I was going. And she told me, Hop in a bike, and just that, she drove me to my office. I was truly shocked. I live in a cynical world so long, and I have been told not offering to ride with strangers. But here I was taken, being taken in by a completely stranger. I would never forget that.
0: Yeah, Thai people are really awesome. Uh, But you know, we shouldn't act like it's just Bangkok. You know, there's a lot of really beautiful places in Thailand. Like I mentioned Pattaya before, we've both been to Phuket, Phuket's gorgeous, and we've both been to Ayutthaya, which is uh, the old capital. One time I was lucky enough, I was able to take a river cruise up to Ayutthaya, see all the temples and, and cruise along the Chow Prai, which was just a really, really cool experience. But in general, Bangkok is one of the most popular tourist destinations in Southeast Asia. I think it is the, the most, well, before COVID, they had the most tourists of any uh, city in the world. I think it had moved up to number one even more than Paris by, by that time. So, you know, what, what I think that makes Bangkok so popular is, you know, it's such a cool mix. Like, number one, it's famous around the world. Um, It used to be called the Venice of the East. I don't know if you know this, Nancy, but a lot of the roads that we used to drive on or ride on a few years ago, they were they were rivers. And so like Bangkok had canals instead of roads. And we called it the Venice of the East because, you know, Venice has rivers that you go along. Bangkok has a world famous nightlife. The food is amazing pretty easy to get around like, like like we talked about pretty affordable for a capital city it's not too expensive and it's just a really fun city it's a little bit different than some of the other cities where there was a lot more western influence in the construction and the design of the city so i just i think bangkok is is such a great place and we lived there for 7 years and it's pretty much a second home to us we were hoping to go back pretty soon but unfortunately it looks like we got omicron and we're not gonna be able to go for a little bit longer than we thought but you know we'll always always want to go back to thailand what about you nancy
1: yeah i put that in my bucket list for 2022 i always want to go back there
0: yeah me too i really miss thailand sometimes i i really regret that we we left and 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 moved you know we had a lot of fun there we'll end it there this week just remember that you can uh, reach us at uh, thehogancast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at thehogancast. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. So, thanks you thanks a lot for joining us this week and listening to our third episode. We'll try to be back next week, but for now, uh, happy holidays, and we really thank you for listening.
1: Right, it has been fun to be able to share all of my fond memories about thailand i really wish to go back there and uh, but for now um, wish you a wonderful holiday and great year ahead bye bye